Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that we love. Undivided. Yup. Welcome back. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Um, Speaking of refugees, American refugees fleeing places like California, I need to finish the the point on uh, Jefferson's remarks. I'll come back to that in a second and to Hayek's road to surf from chapter 10 we'll do that but <clears throat> speaking of these forces that you know really uh engineer or create circumstances intentionally um you know you think of kelly greenhill's course of engineered migration that's kind of the the operative concept peter lyden who i've mentioned from time to time the guy who wrote the series state of the future california is the future the 21st century hit california first and the innovative state adapted you mean the dumpster fire that california is uh, adapted early and has pioneered a promising new way forward. The same forces in demographics and, technolo- and technology adoption and the impact of globalization and climate change are now hitting the rest of America in a time delay. What happened politically in California about 15 years ago, and this was really this was a series of articles back in 2017, so you know now it's more like 20 years ago. Uh, What happened politically in California about 15 years ago is hitting America now. And what's happening politically now in California will hit the rest of America over the next 15 years. A data-driven exploration produced in partnership with uh, his – this new company, Shift Project. And, you know – He wrote a series of articles, California is the future of politics, Trump is the last gasp of the conservative era. Well, I guess that didn't anticipate Vivek Ramaswamy, who is the personification of the American dream, if there is such a thing. So, it's interesting, you know, maybe some of the rest of us who were born here ought to, uh, you know, catch the fire, so to speak. So, you know, in, in Peter Lydon's series, uh, Why California Politics is Always 15 Years Ahead, The New California Democrat and America's Way Forward, and then The Great Lesson of California in America's New Civil War. And, you know, he said there why, why there is no bipartisan way forward at this juncture in our history. One side must win. And, um, you know, th- this is a bifurcated conflict. It's a bifurcated fallacy. Peter Lydon, futurist tech expert, foresight analyst, senior advisor, thought leader, keynote speaker, author and writer, serial entrepreneur, and all-around person no one should ever listen to except in the context of what not to do. Um, Sort of proves the point. Not in a, you know, I mean, what has happened? In the COVID era, so many high-profile people have spoken about the dumpster fire that is California that drove people away. And uh, you know, I said Brandon Johnson and Chicago is Exhibit A in Hayek's Road to Serfdom, Chapter Ten: Why the Worst Get on Top. 
Um, maybe Gavin Newsom is Exhibit A. You know, when we saw what was going on with the sycophants to power through COVID, things that obviously didn't make any sense. You know, Cuomo in New York, obviously, Newsom in California, and other sycophants that just, you know, they seem to enjoy putting the screws to people. I don't understand how anyone would ever think about voting for someone like that. I still think it would be a fantastic idea if we just didn't show up for an election cycle. And then Dominion told us, you know, that Fox lied because, you know, actually and and then, you know, we all we all say surprise, nobody voted. So where did all these votes come from? I think the uh, the national election pool is a, is a conversation we should have again. I mean, I mentioned it many times. The late great Jack Otto talked about the uh, the voter news service. I think it was the VNS, which is the the forerunner of the national election pool, which never miscalls an election. Isn't that amazing? I don't know about you, but I mean, that's it's really amazing. How is it that they never miscall an election in 20 years? Um, speaking of voter fraud and election rigging, why is it that we don't hear more about Clint Curtis? Wikipedia does not have an article with this exact name. That's funny because Wikipedia used to. What happened? It's being memory hold. Several of the, you know, the uh, documentaries on election rigging and vote fraud, uh, electronic vote rigging. And I, I'll tell you what, listen to what Clint Curtis testified before Congress about and then think about digital currency or just go back and watch some of those movies from the late 90s like The Net or Enemy of the State. It's the same thing. You know, Clint Curtis said that he was hired to do this. They thought to prevent uh, electronic vote rigging turns out not so much Tom Feeney <laughs> hired Clint Curtis's company to rig elections and in a way that was undetectable unless you could look at the source code so anyway to finish the thought on immigration We'll go to the phones. Jefferson said these principles with their language, they will, speaking of immigration, they will they will transmit. And so you think about immigration, you know, from other countries, obviously, but then there are the refugees in America that have spread things like Zoe Zephyr now is confused, Montana's first trans lawmaker, infecting the rest of the country. Apparently, Peter Leiden's Marxist revolution is being accomplished. Montana should just say no. So should Texas, but everybody has the same problem. You know, it comes back to the economic problem and what will you do when you run when you're part of this Ponzi scheme that that is a hook in everyone's jaw and you will come along whether you like it or not. What do you do? So at a macro level, Jefferson's point applies, but also at a micro level, so to speak, 
Speaking of immigration, Jefferson says these principles, you know, so they will bring with them the principles of the governments they leave imbibed in their early youth. This is part of the plan of this coercive engineered migration that we're all going to get the, you know, um, the Wahhabi treatment, basically the balkanization treatment. We're all getting the Ottoman Empire treatment where we're going to be broken down until there's no homogenous group other than what the media tells the Autobots. They will bring with them the principles of the government they leave imbibed in their early youth or if able to throw them off. It will be an exchange for an unbounded licentiousness passing as is usual from one extreme to another. It would be a miracle were they to stop precisely at the point of temperate liberty and many of them don't because they're psychically mutilated, I would add. As Michael Tassarian put it, which I think is a good way to put it. So there's no, you know, they basically operate on the, the mindset these days that there's nothing more powerful than a victim. What solution do you have? I don't know, but we should just burn it all down. Sir, ma'am, do you own property? No, of course not. Because if you did, you probably wouldn't want to burn it all down. And Huckabee said it well, you know. The intellectual class is the spark. The underclass is the fuel. A strong middle class is the firewall. Where did the middle class go in America? Just saying. These principles, Jefferson wrote, with, with their language, they will transmit to their children. And language is technology, remember. And it is a weapon of war. In proportion to their number, they will share with us the legislation. And again, Exhibit A here is Zoe Zephyr, Montana's first trans lawmaker, says Democracy Now. They will infuse into it, our legislation, their spirit, warp and bias its direction, render it a heterogeneous, incoherent, distracted mass. Again, Exhibit A, Zoe Zephyr, Montana's first trans lawmaker, speaks out after being banned and silenced by Republicans. It's ridiculous. It should not be tolerated. Not because I don't like Zoe Zephyr, but because it's exactly what Jefferson said. It's warping and biasing the direction of, of uh, Montana legislation and rendering it, rendering it a heterogeneous, incoherent, and distracted mass. Can we not see the distraction from the headlines? People refer to this person as AOC. That's a brand. That's a Justice Democrat's brand. That's not a person. That speaks to the language of all of this. That is a caricaturization of a real person. I don't call her by the brand. She is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a lady who, at the behest of her brother, responded to a Justice Democrat's cattle call that even they still boast about. Ha ha, joke's on you, America. Back to Jefferson. If they come... Of themselves, they are entitled to all the rights of citizenship, but I doubt the expediency of inviting them by extraordinary encouragements, which gets back to Bobby Kennedy's point to come full circle. And so that's basically what we've done. And that's why I say if you if you read these guys like Jefferson, it's like a laundry list of boxes to check or bullet points. If you're a bad guy, you basically run that in reverse and it's, you know how to uh, institute the worst, most tyrannical worldwide you know, system of uh, tyranny heading back toward Genesis 11 to finish the great unfinished work that the world has ever seen. I think that's where we're at, personally. And there are still lots of reminders about reality. We still have maybe a toe on the ground. We'll see where things go. To the phones, uh, James in Vancouver. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Oh yeah. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Got a nice month. Got a Montana sunshiny day here. And um, <laughs> <Right on. laughs> with uh, with Bobby Kennedy Jr. running now, my question is: Can you feel the forces of three two two beginning to um, quiver? Uh you know, I wonder, I wonder, I, you know, 
because I would I would say so. I mean, in a sense. Well, I would say so, and it's interesting. You know, we we. It's so easy to to kind of feel overwhelmed by this stuff, you know. But at the same time, when you hear, you know, to your point, Mm. we hear some things. I mean, liberty, man, it is. And people, you know, personal autonomy, and you hear someone like Bobby Kennedy, who I think who, you know, he he is one of those people who is uniquely able to um, speak about certain things in a very disarming sort of way and very informed, obviously. If you listen to him, I mean, people say, does he know? Do you think he knows, you know, about his dad and his uncle and stuff? Listen to him. You can find him talking about, he knows. He has said he spent thousands of dollars buying literature to investigate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he knows. And, but he's able to talk about these things in very disarming ways. And, so yeah. it just it just kind of speaks to how you know there's this propaganda that would have us believe that this is a menacing force that's overwhelming and you know resistance is futile you will be assimilated but then there you know you hear Bobby Kennedy or Vivek or something and you realize man the the narrative comes crashing down in an instant with right. remarks by guys like this so yeah maybe actually I think maybe. The three and two you two know contingent that three might be two, two, you can draw a line from three two two right into the Central Intelligence Agency. Oh yeah, and other alphabet uh, operations. Mm-hmm. And um, so, getting and to and Wall Street, you know, like, like yeah, everybody yeah, has exactly. said, yeah, right. Now, getting to AI here, I think uh, the interesting thing about it is. We have had AI for a long time. By AI, I define that as when a decision needs to be made, there's put in place protocols so that (laughs) we don't have to, we don't have to think about it. We don't Mm -hmm. have to have a conscience. For example, the National Security Act of 1947, I believe what came out of that were the protocols that Statements such as, well, if the president's not willing to push the buttons, then, you know, the buttons yeah. will be pushed. Mm-hmm. The president will be set aside. Um, all of this flowchart mentality, yeah. I believe, uh, really began in haste when, you know, the nuclear weapons, right? And then you remember Cronkite. Cronkite would get in the Uh, on uh, CBS in the early 60s and say things like, this war will be a push-button war, where buttons will be pushed and societies and cultures will be destroyed. Yeah, (laughs) Satanist Walter Cronkite, sorry. Right. Folks, you know, the the award recipient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm... um, Yeah, Hillary Clinton... uh, giving him his Satanist award, world government. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. But um, one thing I wanted to say was, uh, now this communitarianism, I think what it is is um, I heard a conversation between um, the gentleman in Texas and one of the junior presenters, and um, the junior presenter was talking about community, but this... Community and communitarianism has no conscience, see? Mm-hmm. It's the AI again. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the protocols. It's, yep. See? So this is an important point. Right? We're headed into a break. I want to unpack this a little bit, and I got a kind of a side note that I want to okay. add. But yeah, you can. If we can continue to yeah. unpack it. Let's do that. All right. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in 
trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee. So I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. A class action lawsuit over censorship has been filed. I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. I carry a gun to protect those around me. I'm a member of Right to Bear to protect my legal rights. Use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com for affordable carry insurance. Children's Health Defense has filed a lawsuit against resident Biden and several top offices over government pressuring social media companies to censor users. The First Amendment is clear. The government cannot stifle speech. Asking a third party, like a social media company, to censor is still a violation of our rights. No matter who is actually doing the censoring, if it's being directed by the government, then it is a violation of First Amendment protected speech. Any government who silences anyone who questions their authority is tyrannical and authoritarian. My question is, Why did it take so long to file this lawsuit? The White House admitted that they were doing this two years ago. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Pashem Parabellum. For the first time since its inception, RBN is offering a limited opportunity to you, the listener, to join our quest. You will be provided an effective platform on both Internet and satellite broadcasting and also gain the opportunity to both share your creativity with our producers and voice your message with thousands of patriots. Interested? Call 800-724-2719, extension 3, for details. life full of fun seems to be the ideal yes the good life lets you hide all the sadness you feel you won't really fall in love cause you can't take the chance So be honest with yourself Don't try to fake romance It's the good life To be free and explore the unknown Like the heartaches When you learn You must face them alone Please remember, I still want you And in case you wonder why Well, just wake up, kiss that good life Goodbye Welcome back. Speaking of the good life, the good life was when you could roll through, you know, sleepy little Montana towns and see a yard sale from some old boy who passed away and collected 50 years of stuff working in the dirt, basically. Those are the good old days, I think. Anyway, so on the AI thing, I have a side note, but to your point about the push button society. Right. Well, the continuity of government yeah. is exactly AI. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the cybernetician's and, um, at work. 
you know, the Norfolk uh, Wiener remember, contingent. Of course, yeah. November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. We were all shocked beyond belief and hurt very badly. Nobody mm-hmm. knocked on the door and said, "Oh, your president's been shot. Uh, we'll um, hold your hand for an hour." Nobody. We had to handle that all on our own. You see. Yeah. And this is exactly, I think, what you've been getting at. A trauma victim uh, society? Well, and, and we are now. See, this idea of transitioning from male to female and female to male, there is trauma in that process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, and it's a way... A I mean, people have talked about that. Yeah. There, that was the discussion between... Uh, Jordan Peterson and um, oh gosh, what's her name? The the conversation that he just had with um, why can't I think of it? Um, I'll I'll think of it in a second and I'll blurt it out. Sorry. Oh, it was uh, it was the conversation between um, Jordan Peterson and Miriam Grossman. About David Reamer, right. and 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 she said, to your point, she was talking about how David Reamer, you know, there was an attempt to, you know, ba- basically the the macrocosm of this is, you know, people are abused and trying to escape the abuse. Anyway, yeah, right. David um, Reamer came out of that, but we we sort of yeah. got frozen back where, you know, in the bad part of it, we should come forward in the story and you know again that reminds me of my point about the telephone game where if we listen to the david reamers of our society maybe that all of that john money stuff was a bad idea for a variety of reasons anyway yeah well anyway um i just uh thought i'd give you a call and um we'll talk again hopefully soon i appreciate it much appreciated james as always very welcome Okay, have a good day now. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye. So on the AI thing, you know, we did the demystifying of AI. We did that scary... Uh, we did the scary uh, episode, I would call it maybe. It was It was creepy. The music was creepy. Everything was creepy. It was kind of supposed to be creepy. But the second hour was the demystifying of AI. And I think that's really uh, important. Leaning heavily on Daniel O'Connor's uh, work, and he is one of those guys I would say is an unimpeachable uh, witness because, um, I mean, he has a background in the subject matter and is is you know I think uniquely qualified, perhaps having the you know, the biblical, the Catholic thing notwithstanding, but, you know, having the biblical and the technological and really kind of understanding what that is. Anyway, to further demystify this before we go into the break, I think it's real interesting. Um, reminds me of Jaron Lanier's remarks. I searched for my uh, one of my grandmother's obituary recently, and she passed away going on two decades ago, this one. And I'm telling you, for the life of me, I, I had the title of the original uh, print copy of the obituary. And it was almost impossible to find. So you got to wonder, you know, about this technology. We're, we're told, oh my gosh, you can read your thoughts. Well, it's used in a very nefarious and surreptitious sort of way, I think. but But also... You know, like there's certain surveillance capitalism stuff that's interesting and valuable, but not the things like what I was searching. Anyway, more on that when we come back. You Stick are around. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Don't become dependent on the medical system. Get and stay healthy naturally with Extendivite. Metals in the liver cause peroxides to get dumped into the bloodstream. 
Peroxides do more damage than free radicals to the arteries, and the LDL has no protection from peroxides, causing the LDL to get stuck in the arteries, creating a potential blockage. Extendivite slowly chelates the metals away from the liver so it can dispose of what was meant to be a harmless process, peroxide. Extendivite 7 Herbs has a job to strengthen the organs and circulatory highway. Can you afford a heart attack? Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash rbn. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. When you were here before, you couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. I wish I was special. You're so very special. Welcome back. A couple of thoughts before we go back to the phones. Uh, So the point, you know, speaking of the AI stuff, uh, the point and nod to James's comments is um, we are encouraged to be afraid, be very afraid, and perhaps of fear itself. And also to pay no attention to that theosophical man behind the technocratic, cybernetic, 
communitarian iron curtain. Um, this nonsense requires our const our uh, constant uh, participation, but you know our consent and our constant participation in order for all everywhere to be alchemically transmogrified in chaos magic sort of fashion. We have to participate. <clears throat> we have to buy into it. I mean, that's part of the low-intensity operation deal. I mean, that's part of the ponderology and the Lucifer effect. That's how it works. That's how the, um, the Ash Conformity experiment works. That's how the Milgram experiment works. That's how the Stanford prison experiment works. It requires our participation to, uh, the point about Jaron Lanier's remarks. Um, if you believe the rapture is imminent, fixing the problems of this life might not be your greatest priority. You might even be eager to embrace wars and tolerate poverty and disease and others to bring about the conditions that could prod the rapture into being. Very prescient for a guy who I don't think is a Christian, as I've mentioned many times. In the same way, and even more prescient, if you, if the, uh, if you believe the singularity is coming soon, you might cease to design technology to serve humans and prepare instead for the grand events it will bring. Which reminds me of the search example that I mentioned. Ooh, this technology is so scary. It's so spooky. Remember, what's his name from, uh, what was it? The, um, whatever. Anyway, the Canadian TV stuff. What's his name? The vampire. Was it Lloyd? Anyway, <clears throat> it's that kind of thing. It requires our participation. We have to if – we, if we get away from all of this stuff and this echo chamber of – the cybernetic echo chamber and the things that the selfish ledger wants to feed us, then we are not easily controlled and manipulated autobots. Free-thinking people, while well, that's dangerous to the cybernetic technocratic – contingent that just wants autobots who can be you know we can we can adjust the dial stafford beers dials and control is built into the mechanism and away we go so <clears throat> final point on this note or note on this point whichever from Stephen Covey, I guess we're not going to get to Hayek today. That's okay. We'll do it later. From Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which, as I've said, I am developing more and of, more of an affinity for as time goes on because I think there were some things that he was really maybe trying to tell us that some of us, namely yours truly, uh, did not – you could kind of – I could feel it, but I didn't get it. Now I think I'm seeing exactly you know, some of the things that maybe were intended. Speaking of meta and context. So within the freedom to choose – and this gets to the black box conversation. I've had some really interesting conversations recently. Go look. At the black box Wikipedia entry and see the image there at the top of the page, black box systems, input, output, stimulus, response. One of the interesting conversations I had was um, speaking – and this is you know Ross Ashby, Ashby Norbert Wiener, you know, systems analysis, self-organization, blah, 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 blah. Um, one of the interesting conversations I had was, you know, Chris, you realize that scientists, I, I've not vetted this, but you know, the guy who said it is a very intelligent guy. Scientists have identified the region of the brain where input works. Like, you know, the input comes in like, Hey, you should go over there and move that thing. They see where the brain lights up there. Then on the response side or the output side, they see where the brain lights up there and 
if the person does the thing or doesn't do the thing, they see, you know, where that lights up. And he said, but they haven't figured out the deal in between. Like, where does the thing come from that, you know, where, where is, where is the part of the brain that controls the decision between stimulus and response that's kind of like gravity you know it's this thing we just haven't quite defined it yet or you know we have but we haven't identified it exactly that's the deus ex machina the god of the machine the ghost in the shell all that kind of stuff and there is a character that is vying to be the god of the machine the deus ex machina but in a very plausibly deniable sort of fashion. I didn't do anything. I just, you know, it was just an influence campaign, a persuasion campaign. So that was an interesting conversation. But um, last point on this. So Covey writes, within the freedom to choose are the endowments that make us uniquely human. In addition to self-awareness, we have imagination. That can be hijacked, by the way. The ability to soak in self-aware. These, these can all be hijacked. Enough on that. The ability to create in our minds beyond our present reality. That's imagination. We have conscience. Walt Disney was big on imagination, wasn't he? Roald Dahl was big on imagination, wasn't he? James and the Giant Peach. Uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. And, of course, Willy Wonka. Roll doll. We have conscience, a deep inner awareness of right and wrong, of the principles that govern our behavior, and a sense of the degree to which our thoughts and actions are in harmony with, with them. And we have independent will, the ability to act based on our self-awareness, free of all other influences. Maybe, wink, wink. Even the most intelligent animals have none of these endowments. Etc., etc., because of our unique human endowments, we can write new programs for ourselves, totally apart from our instincts and training. This is why an animal's capacity is relatively limited and man's is unlimited. But if we live like animals out of our own instincts, you know, if we get conditioned to behave in a fight or flight sort of fashion, for example. Uh, if we live like animals out of our own instincts and conditioning and conditions out of our collective memory we will we too will be limited if somebody wanted to make you limited imagine you know leveraging this kind of information the determin the deterministic paradigm comes primarily from the study of animals rats monkeys pigeons dogs and neurotic psychotic people again nod to james remarks while this may while this may meet certain criteria of some researchers because it seems measurable and predictable a push button society the history of mankind and our own self-awareness tells us that this map doesn't describe the territory at all. Our unique human endowments lift us above the animal world. The extent to which we exercise and develop these endowments empowers us to fulfill our unique human potential. Between stimulus and response is our greatest power, the freedom to choose. But it's not necessarily the freedom. I would encourage you to pray about it. Maybe 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Enough on that. Back to the phones. Mike in Kentucky, thanks for calling. Welcome. Well, I was listening to Mike Rivero yesterday and looking out the window, and I realized I was probably a mile and a half from Churchill Downs, and he mentioned something about, you know, uh, a war being started by a terrorist event in uh, Kentucky, a nuke or something, and I was like, uh, it's a record attendance since 2019. They're breaking records for the for the uh, Derby. Mm-hmm. And here I said, I thought, you know what, I'll call in on the show while I'm waiting for somebody, and it'll be my alibi in case uh, Timothy McVeigh <laughs> lookalike, lookalike rents the rider truck or something. And then I realized, you know, there's twenty to 30,000 missiles that, as far as I know, are still missing from Libya, and I'm watching planes take off. I could, you know, 
an operative could go over here out of my view, pick up a missile case and launch it and take out a plane while I'm sitting here in the parking lot in plain view of several people. And who would believe it, right? They'd all believe the news. Why, you know, this Eastern Kentucky radical shot down a plane and it crashed on Churchill Downs, you know. Brzezinski said so. Yeah, Brzezinski, Brzezinski said so. They won't believe it unless it's even if they see it with their own eyes. They won't believe it unless it's on the news. Well, I've got a YouTube uh, Utah Gun Exchange uh, video where I collected up some of this stuff, and uh, you're talking about um, AI an awful lot. I think what AI essentially is, like you say, is Legos that flags stuff. Or dirt cheap labor on the other side of the planet. You remember Sandra Bullock in the movie um, uh, Demolition Man? She was so enamored and fascinated with the 20th century that she collected up all this contraband. Mm-hmm. Took off a lot of credits and collected up all this stuff from the 20th Lenina century. Lenina Huxley. Right. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, there's people all, you know, throughout the Philippines and whatever with the you know, implied promise that maybe if they learn the American cultural enough, they could come over here and be, you know, motel workers or something and get a, get American citizenship. They're really uh, fascinated or enamored with American culture and movies and all this sort of stuff. So they make great dirt cheap labor for banks of, of people to uh, act as, you know, administrators and screeners for social media and and uh, there's articles about it I've ran across in the last 10 years where they're using that sort of labor, and it looks like artificial intelligence. you know. And then they'll flag stuff after the so-called AI flags it for further analysis. They'll, ana- they'll flag it. Oh, you're, you're talking about fact-checkers. Just kidding. Yeah, fact, <laughs> well, they'll fact-check and community standards. You know, remember right. the old... The crazy right. stuff about community standards. Communitarian so standards, they, exactly. Like James was saying. Can you not hear people. me okay? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I didn't know mm-hmm. I'm using one of these software defined radios, so I don't usually use one, but got one borrowed. Uh, so the face, things like Facebook were built out from college campuses. You're aware of that, right? Well, that's the official story. I mean, you know, there's more to it than that, but yeah. Sure, but I'm talking about after it was deployed. They built it out from college campuses. It was, And I actually had somebody like 13 years ago say, well, that's for college students. What are you doing on Facebook? They were like running me down for being on Facebook. And I was like, I got people in the community begging me to be on Facebook. And I'm like, you know, fake emails came to me from people I know. And then I found out later that some guy in Chicago sued over that because they built a total fake profile for him, and people were like, tagging like him. Like I said, I feel like it's the guy in a garage. Two guys, you know, built the business in their garage, and it's that story, you know. Yeah, there right. There's more going on there than Well, you know enough is. about computers. What are the odds that we'd have batch jobs and uh, what's the other pun? Uh, Microsoft founder Bill Gates. What do you got? You got gates and switches that make up computers, and a computer program used to be called a job. Uh-huh. So we got Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. Yeah. What? Hello. Mm-hmm. What are the odds? Gates and switches. Mm-hmm. This is like bait and switch. I don't know. I mean, everything's a psyop at one level or another. It seems like in America because that's what they got to do. They got to maintain the uh, the general. Again, it requires our consent and participation. Well, I was going to say constant consensus. participation. You're going to have the wisdom of the crowd, and if you can manufacture consensus, while well, you've got the game. But yeah, uh, so much so much for democracy, right? If you manufacture the consensus, we're not supposed to have democracy anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to be elements that the duped masses can't even vote away in their ignorance. But nobody, you talked about Jefferson earlier. Well, Jefferson you know, helped. speaking of that, I mean, if we got rid of 545 people and their staffers and lobbyists and stuff, would that really change things? If Klaus Schwab went away tomorrow or Gates or, you know, 
it's it it is culturally endemic at this point, and that definitely is, you know, well, to the point yeah, of hey, about, go outside, put your hands in the dirt. Of, half a century of textbooks that know more than the teacher. You know what I saw? Leonard Nimoy was involved in the production of Brave New World. You know, since we mentioned Huxley already. And that was 1999. It showed up on NBC and Sci-Fi Channel. And this little child, he rides the teacher at one point because she questions something that's in the textbook. And this this little girl just viciously attacks the teacher and says, who do you think you are? Nobody knows more than a world consensus textbook. And I was like, oh, Lord. That's what they've been doing for, at that point, 40 years with Johnson's education. Which is why guys like Chamath Polyhapatia say what they say at you know when he said what he said in his Stanford School of Business remarks. You guys are the most vulnerable and susceptible. You've been checkboxing your whole lives. All you have to do is get a textbook, or used to. All you had to do is get a textbook approved in California and or Texas, and they become cheap enough that the rest of the country buys them. Right, and I still and I still have to a standing my point offer. about Peter Leiden. Yep standing offer for anybody that can find me my American government textbook from the 7th and 8th grade I am fairly sure it did not have anything but the first paragraph of the 14th amendment Interesting. because I was nerdy enough to read it and it weren't there because I, I remember you know in the early 90s finding, or listening to Chuck Harder or somebody talking about the 14th amendment and that rigged fourth paragraph that Anytime there's an insurrection, they can borrow as much damn credit. Yeah. Cannot the, question uh, the validity of the public debt. Right. In, Hello? In, in so far as you're suppressing insurrection, they can borrow as much as they want. Yeah, to so put they, you down. All they need to do. Right. You can be taxed all they need to, do, all to yeah, you can be taxed to quell your own, you know, yeah. resistance to Talk the about a rigged tyranny. situation, but yeah. all they have to do is manufacture uh, insurrection. Yeah, exactly. We got got another call. Got to get to another call in the interest of time. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Mike. Much appreciated, as always. Back to the phones. Larkin, Texas. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Uh, Well, good morning. Uh, Good morning, sir. Good comments from the previous callers. I was uh, reminded of uh, the gentleman that coined the word McJob. Uh, Yeah. One Amitai Etzioni, if you recall. Yeah, yeah. And then I was reminded that I once owned a McMansion. Yeah. Until I read through the uh, the mortgage papers about 30 times and realized I just got took. But yeah. what I wanted to uh, suggest is that, uh, yeah, this word communitarianism, let's, uh, you know, let's just set it aside because apparently Yuval Noah Harari uh, describes his worldview as Dadaism. Yeah. Now, I know you've spoken of D-A-D-A Dadaism in the past. Yeah. But how about D-A-T-A-ism Dadaism? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, anyway, this uh, Harari fellow is a signature of the Future of Life Institute's open letter. I think, and just to parenthetically, book, I almost, think... I think the you know the distinction that you're making there. I think Zbigniew Brzezinski would call that a neologism. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dadaism, Harari argues, has already conquered the world and all of the scientific establishment. It's uh, permeated the uh, United Nations and the World Economic Forum. And uh, he also argues that homo sapiens are just not the apex of creation, that they are merely tools, man, human beings, for creating the Internet of all things. And it's destined to spread across the Earth and throughout the galaxy and even the whole universe. And this will be our new God. So, So there you have it, Chris. The, we're, on that, the, that's, we're on the right road there. We're on a road to perdition. We're going to be the, weeded out because we are thought really uh, a scourge upon the planet. 
and uh, you will be managed by your digital twin. And meanwhile, you'll be assaulted You're... every which way possible until you are weeded out. Your Kurzweilian doppelganger. Yeah, your Kurzweilian doppelganger. So I don't think the neologism point should be overlooked. You're the one who has mentioned that deal, you know, the power of nightmares, Adam Curtis's thing, uh, or not the power of nightmares, the uh, thing for the 2014 wipe and um, Vladislav Surkov, the avant-garde stuff, which gets back to the Dada-ism with a D. And... So basically, ba- you put those two together, in my mind, it's Dadaism, the world is upti- upside down and confusing, it's avant-garde theater, we can't make sense of it. We need the Dataists, the Hararis and the technocratic philosopher kings to interpret it for us, and they will tell us that we are in um, uh, Darwinian sort of fashion, uh, we're we're biologically inferior, and therefore, you know... Sorry, you got to go. You've been obsoleted. It's also important to realize that when we talk about that word state, we can approach it from a lot of different directions. But first and foremost is that the nation state is thought obsolete. Mm-hmm. It's slated to go bye-bye. And in, in its stead will emerge and has been emerging the so-called market security state in which... Yeah. Uh, you know, since nation states are going away, that means that codependence and interdependence are the watchwords, and yeah. uh, independence is uh, not to be suffered. Why are my fingers interlocking all of a sudden, and I can't seem to pull them apart anyway? <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Brent Scowcroft speak or something. I don't know. Anyway. And, of course, with the city-state, what we have is a worldwide archipelago of gulags. Yeah, amen. Data-driven and also very smart. Two interesting points of history. 1471, the Battle of Tewkesbury. Uh, Prince of Wales, Edward of Westminster, killed uh, King Edward IV, returns to his throne, restoring political stability to England until his death in 1483. And then 1841, King Ferdinand VII of Spain signed the decree of uh, on this day returning Spain to absolutism. And if you if people study um, William Guy Carr, he was he became an absolutist or a monarchist after all of his study. So that's another thing that's supposed to be obsoleted according to the six points of you know the six illuminized points or whatever. Anyway, got to get rid of that too. Got to leave that vacuum that Pike wrote about in the letter to Mazzini in the Third World War. I guess that's the end of it. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks, Chris. Much appreciated, Lark. I always enjoy it. This is it's a fun thing. Uh, it's, 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 um, I don't know. It's the anti-gaslighting, I guess where we speak to reality a little bit. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, uh, James and Mike and Lark. Folks, I hope it was uh, interesting and edifying. As always, it truly is an honor and pleasure. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. 
Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.